Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo podcast. Go check out the website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Uh, we are sitting down in Brentwood in one of the coolest CrossFit boxes in the world. Um, we are sitting here with uh, Dr. Buck and uh, his in his house um, because it's raining. Otherwise, we'd be out in the gym. But welcome to the show. Glad you could be, or glad I could be here with you on it. Yeah. I think is the round way. Glad to be here. Yeah, and we uh, currently have a watchdog Jasper. at our feet, Jasper, yep. Jasper, who Wonder Dog. is a puppy and might make an appearance on this podcast, yeah. if you hear anything. It's like Bella often in podcasts at my house. <laughs> Sometimes you will hear a dog in the background, but dogs only make podcasts better. So uh, to start out, um, what, what's been your, your kind of experience, what's been your fitness journey along the way in leading you to the point of having a home here with a amazing gym out back that people come and work at every week? Well, I was mainly a runner, uh, like a lot of people, but I didn't even start that until college days. Um, but I, I just ran to try to control my weight. Uh, and and then when I, li- I lived in Boston in part of my training for a while, and I, and I watched... Boston Marathon and suddenly started found myself being a marathoner so for from uh, about 30 years old to 50 years old I did a lot of a lot of running and a lot of long distance running what was the longest distance you ended up running just marathon just marathons yeah 26 that seems really excessive to me regardless (laughs) (laughs) Boston has a a tremendous number of shorter races 10ks 5ks and I almost every weekend now what was the ran a race kind of biggest marathon you did was it Boston or Boston yeah I think I ran Boston six or seven times Mm -hmm. while I was up there Um, six or seven times wow And and because that's like invitation, isn't it? Don't you have to be invited to it or well, or phys- something like that? Physicians could run oh. without qualifying. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, they actually wanted you to start uh, after everyone else. Okay. Uh, and and so your time was really faster <clears throat> once you deduct the time you had to wait for everybody else. Well, uh, they wanted you to run behind to, to assist people. Oh, know, was sort of the general. You were kind of on duty. Yeah, during the run. 
but I gradually got to where I actually did qualify uh, under three hours. Okay. I got, I got faster, and so I would I would run officially. Mm-hmm. But also, I ran a lot of. I mean, I ran Casco Bay up in Mar- in Maine and Paul Bunyan and you know marathons in Rhode Island, the Ocean State Maryland. I, I ran a lot of different ones. Ones in yeah. Kentucky, where I'm from. Okay. But I, I ran a lot of different marathons. And, but uh, now, where in Kentucky are you from? Louisville. Louisville. Okay. Yeah. Um, I spent a couple of years in Lexington and got to go up there in a few weeks actually for a, for a competition. But yeah. I loved living in Lexington. I don't know what Louisville's like, but Lexington, we, my wife and I loved it. Well, that's where I met my wife and we got married there in, in oh, Lexington. Okay. In yeah. Lexington. Yeah. Yeah. That's nerdy. Where, where'd you get married there? Well, we got married in where she's from in Ohio, but, okay. but we met in Lexington. In Lexington. It's a, it's a beautiful little city. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then after about oh, 20 years of running, and I did a lot of uh, very serious canoeing and kayaking in there, too. I, I mean, I, mm. I, I really was, uh, I competed in USCA, like long-distance ca- canoeing and kayaking oh, for, wow. for a number of years. So I didn't like just the, run. The kayaks you're in, yeah, not the top ones, Those right. that's really scary to me. Like. Do you have do you have an instance where you almost thought you couldn't roll back over, or is it that easy to roll over? Like that, you know, like when people like roll in their heads under the water, and I don't know, the fish come by and talk to you, or whatever happens, and you somehow have to get back up. Now you you just learn, you know, you practice a lot, like in a pool, and and you get to where it's pretty automatic. Really, where you roll back. Gosh, up. that it really. I mean, my heart kind of is racing right now just thinking about it. Believe it or not, you uh, you even can get to where you can roll a canoe. A big canoe. No kidding. Yeah. 14, 16-foot canoe. You can roll them. You, that's you incredible. learn how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's probably one of the worst ways to die, besides maybe burning. But like T- Tennessee is one of the best whitewater states in the country, mm-hmm. especially up around Crossville. There's yeah. Just a, oh, yeah. Just a lot of whitewater up there. It's, mm-hmm. it's tremendous fun. But anyway, I got to be about 50, uh, 50 years old, and... Slowed down on my running just because of you know knee aches and back aches and stuff mm. and and my shoulders ached and I slowed down on my paddling and I just I just felt like I was after a few years of doing next to nothing I just felt like I was falling apart. Oh yeah. And I actually went to a uh, in my line of work anesthesiologist in my line of work you can just stop a surgeon in the hallway and get a curbside consult and so I asked this guy about my mm-hmm. shoulders because mm-hmm. I just I thought I had torn rotator cuffs and he okay. he examined me and just said no you're just you've got sarcopenia which in medical language means your muscles are wasting away oh and and he i, I knew that your muscles decline you know your muscle mass decline mm-hmm. naturally with age usually about one percent a year but you, and you hardly and you hardly notice after about 30 okay so 30 after 30 it's one percent yeah. per year on yeah. average on average yep uh but it, uh, if you work out and do a lot of strength work, mm-hmm. you can slow that down a lot or maybe even reverse it. Yeah. But anyway, he... Which is a big topic right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially with seniors. Like, I, I'm around a lot of seniors, and they couldn't imagine doing stuff that would help their muscle development. Yep. Um, and yet, they're getting in places because of their, their, their degeneration of muscles or, or whatever, you know... Yeah. Um, that it's getting them in a harmful position as yeah. well. Um, I did a CrossFit class for my church this last year, 
um, during our like Wednesday night things, and, and we had a CrossFit box, CrossFit <clears throat> Mount Juliet, shout out, who allowed us to come in and do a class there every week. And I had um, some 60s and 70-year-olds that came because I would talk about, I was like, no, actually, like, your muscle development will help you be stronger and fall and not die, you know, as opposed yep. to so many, like my grandparents who had falls, and that triggered everything else that led to their demise, really. Yeah. Um, and, and they actually believed me and started showing up and doing amazing things that they thought were impossible at their age. Yeah. And it was awesome to see them do that. Um, but that's, that's really neat. Yeah. So he, that, this orthopedic surgeon had me go do some physical therapy for my shoulders. And uh, I, I just realized, you know, physical therapy is just mild weightlifting and resistance bands and light, mm-hmm. light dumbbells. And I got I got some uh, some Xerox copies of things that I could do at home with five pound dumbbells, mm-hmm. and that's where I started lifting weights because I just started doing sitting watching the evening news and doing in your fifties fifty three at fifty three fifty three you never picked up weightlifting never did any weightlifting yeah never and so I just started doing these things you know lateral raises overhead presses with five pound dumbbells. And I just gradually bought bigger dumbbells and (laughs) and went out and bought Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, bodybuilding book. Yes. Because it had exercises Uh in it. I have that. Yep. It's fantastic. Yep. And I just just started all by myself, started doing that. And gradually I said, I need to get me a squat rack. Mm-hmm. Cause, mm-hmm. Cause, and, a, and a few more pieces of equipment. And so I put a gym in my basement. Yeah. Uh, and just was following the exercises in Schwarzenegger's book. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would say I went from physical therapy to bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And then after five years or so, I, I got fairly strong and, and got interested in powerlifting contests. Okay. And... And did some, you know, competing on local levels, just yeah. Tennessee, Kentucky, you know. Uh, and I was by that time I was in the, about the sixty-year-old category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, at work, uh, people that I work with, other doctors mainly that I work with, noticed a change in me. Mm. You know, after just a few years, they noticed yeah. that, that, it, that there was something happening with me. Like in and, a positive way, yeah. Like they, maybe you're moving better. Yeah, or, where are you working out? You know, what's what? You know, what are you doing to mm-hmm. stay in steroids? You hitting the roids? <laughs> yeah. No. And so I, I told some of them about my gym in the basement and what I did. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, I had guys, other doctors, and other co- just nurses and stuff that I worked with. They would come and work out with me in the basement. Mm-hmm. And huh. it got up. It got up to you know about about that. My first working out was in 1997. About early 2000s, mm-hmm. I had as many as 20 people working out with me at the same time in my. Oh basement. wow! Yeah. Um, and um, it just kept you know attracting more and more people mm-hmm. in my basement. And then um, we actually poked some holes through the. Ceiling uh, with, <laughs> with kettlebells and, and yeah. barbells because some of the guys were tall, like, uh-huh. like you. Uh-huh. And somebody just said, well, you know, you've got that barn out there in the in your yard. Why don't we go out there and work out? Mm-hmm. You know, what's in there? Can't we work out out there? Yeah. And there, it was a barn, and it had some horses on one side of it when my kids were younger, but the horses were gone. 
And so I had it cleaned out uh, and had some mats put down and mm-hmm. painted and fixed it up a little bit. Yeah. And so we started moving our workouts out there. Hmm. Um, and that, I would bet that was 2003 or four. Oh, yeah. We started okay. going out there. Um, and again, we were just working out when I was, you know, only four or five times a week. Not, mm-hmm. not wasn't a place that was open all the time. People couldn't come whenever they wanted to. Yeah. And it was... Because it's still your house. I mean, yeah. it's still like, you know, yeah. in the neighborhood. And at first we called it Junkyard Gym cause, <laughs> because <laughs> cause we had some odd equipment like tire, okay. tires and trunks of trees that we would carry around. Mm-hmm. And just, mm-hmm. just stupid things besides weightlifting. Yeah. Um, and so we... We called it Junkyard Gym at first, and then we developed a uh, a website, you know, an email chain, more or less. Okay. It's an email chain, really. Communication. To communicate yeah. and tell people what time to work out and what we're going to do, and it got to be called Buck's Gym. Yeah. And that's that's what the website was. But anyway, um, and then the the one of the big changes was in two thousand eight mm-hmm. or two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Somebody was visiting. Uh, he, he was uh, actually on the SWAT team from Denver, oh. and he was here visiting one of my one of my people that worked out here. And, and after a workout, he said, "How long have you guys been doing CrossFit?" And oh, because funny. on that day we were doing some weightlifting, and then included in that some running and yeah. some flipping tires, and then come back and do some more weightlifting. And unbeknownst to me or us, it was like CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I said, well, what's this CrossFit you're talking Sounds about? Just like it. <laughs> yeah, and he says, well, this is what this is what we have to do as SWAT team members. We're, we have to do this to stay in shape. Really? So, yeah. like in Dallas, it's it's a normal is practice it? within yeah. their department. Well, this is uh, he said this is what we do in in, huh. in Denver. Oh, Denver, Denver. Yeah, sorry. He said this is what we do in Denver to stay in shape. And I, I just remember distinctly that day, I, he says, yeah, you can look it up online. It's free. You can get your workouts online mm-hmm. and read all about it. So I, I remember coming in the house and just getting on the computer and, and shoot for days after that. My wife was nagging me because I just kept looking at <laughs> yeah. reading, at, reading all the Glassman's uh, uh-huh. lectures and all the videos mm-hmm. and looking at all the workouts and I just, I just was just totally enamored with CrossFit from that first, first day. Wow! And I, and I immediately started uh, doing my workouts more. At first, I did the website mm-hmm. workouts, but then, uh, like all CrossFit gyms, I don't think any CrossFit gyms actually follow, do they? Uh, there's a few um, that the, I've the heard day because because you can't take a day off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you, you know. a lot of them will do that in like retrospect, like they are following game site. I mean, dot com workouts from like a month back, so that they can um, so that the rest yeah. days that are programmed in Compress there don't them. affect them. Yeah, yeah. So that um, so that was about 2008. We started doing CrossFit. By 2010, I went and got level one certified. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know where Maximus is in Lexington? CrossFit Maximus? That was the first place. No, I, I didn't know anything about CrossFit when I, we were in Lexington. Okay, it was in uh, 2003. Yeah, it probably it was. It was early right. 2000. So. Yeah. so I went up there and did did my first level one at Maximus. I, I've never uh, tried to do anything like level two or anything because mm-hmm. I, I don't really have a for-profit. My gym's not 
for, for profit. Oh, neat. Yeah, uh, you have the... So I've never felt like I Because you're an affiliate, so you're a non-profit affiliate, or... Well, I, uh, oh. I'll tell you about that. Okay. <laughs> but... but uh, Maybe edit this. So I started, I started getting... Uh, I got went and got certified level one, and mm-hmm. then I actually talked several other people at my gym into going and getting their level one just to help me. Yeah, you know, right. Because there would be days when I couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, well, then it's a lofty expectation to work out four days a week, and yeah, and every ta- I'm year still working gonna... out, and t- I mean, still working at the hospital and taking call and everything. Yeah, so there would be some days when I couldn't get here or get here on time, mm-hmm. and I wanted somebody else to run the gym. Anyway, in 2012, um, uh, somebody somehow uh, in CrossFit headquarters found out about my Bucks Gym website. Mm-hmm. And I was saying on there, we are a CrossFit-styled gym uh-huh. and that we do CrossFit-type workouts. I, I clearly said we're not a, you know, a CrossFit gym. That yeah. We're private, a, pri- a free private, you know, invitation only. Okay. You know. uh, and uh, I think they, ca- they actually called me and, and told me that they were uh, investigating my gym. Oh, and yeah. That, and that for an infringement, mm-hmm. copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, uh, in 2012, there was a video made uh, that uh, some people that came to my gym made made a gym. And it's about a 12-minute long video okay. of what we do. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's called a tour of Dr. Buck's gym. Okay. Um, and CrossFit saw that. Um and in early twenty or late twenty twelve, I got a call from Kathy Glassman, uh, Greg's sister, mm-hmm. and they they made us a. They asked me if I would like to be. They told me first of all, they told me that I walked up to the line of infringement, and didn't cross it, <laughs> uh-huh. but didn't cross it. Yeah, and they said they would like to honor my. Well, I remember that. I remember her saying that my gym was exactly what Greg always wanted CrossFit to be like. Yeah. And and uh, she said we'd like to honor you and make you a lifetime free affiliate. <gasps> that's awesome. So that's when we became an affiliate. They yeah. said pick a name, uh-huh. pick a name, and we'll you know make you a lifetime free affiliate um, <clears throat> as long as you don't charge people. Right. And so um, the Little Harbor River runs through our property mm-hmm. here. I've tried several other names. They wouldn't let me call it Bucks Gym or Bucks CrossFit. No, uh, so, but. Uh, so That's we, funny. They, well, they're, they, you know, like, I guess even... I mean, from, I've never gone through the process, so I have no idea what it's like. But. At first they would let, from what I've heard, at first they would let you pick uh, the, ta- the town, you know, like there was, mm-hmm. a, there was a CrossFit Atlanta. You know, okay. But, uh, but after a while, they wouldn't let you pick the name of the town. Mm. Um, and you couldn't put it in your own name. Like there's no Rich Fronings. Oh, okay. It's, it's mayhem. Yeah. You know. On uh, Froning right Way or something like that. <laughs> yeah, on Froning Way, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Right. Uh, but he, um, anyway, I, I sent in several names, and finally I said, well, there's only one Little Harpeth River. I'm going to just call it Little Harpeth CrossFit. And mm-hmm. that's how it got to be called Little Harpeth CrossFit. Okay. And that was starting in about either late 2012 or 2013. It's been a CrossFit affiliate since okay. then. Um, and then I got recertified again in 2015 mm-hmm. and then again last year I okay went, went and did level one again when it was here in town they had a level one 
Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they had, they had a level one class at uh, CrossFit Nashville. I think it was February. Oh. So I went and did it a year early. So I've done level one three times. That's great. You know, just to, to, just to keep certified. Yeah. <laughs> Which I loved. I went up there early and stayed with a friend and worked out there I did my second one there. I did my second one there at the old gym. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was at the new one. Yeah. Which is incredible. It's like walking into like a professional, I don't know, football field house or something, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, in, that's incredible. So you, as long as you stay, um, level one certified, I mean, you, you have that forever. A little heart with CrossFit is yours forever right. and right. ever. Um, so is it, <laughs> this, this may be a morbid question, but is it your lifetime that the lifetime membership is for or the affiliate <laughs> for? Uh, probably my lifetime. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't but, know if you could pass that on to like one of the other you know persons you have or what. I, think I don't it's know. In, it has to be in one person's or a person's name. Oh, and it has to be somebody that it has a level one certification. Yeah. Okay. Like the, huh. there's gyms here in town where I always thought. Well, that's a different topic. But there's gyms here in town where I thought the that the guys had the gym, but really the wife had the gym because she went and got level one certified. Uh huh. Does that uh-huh. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But anyway, um, now we—I'm at the age where most people sell a house; their kids are gone, mm-hmm. and they sell their house and scale down. And my wife and I, of course, have talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we—the main thing keeping us from scaling down and, and moving is <laughs> because stuck. we really love this gym and the people coming. We yeah, just really love the people that come here. I mean, it's—it's it's an incredible place. Yeah. You know, thank you. and thank you. And I feel super blessed for like my garage and people that come work out there and stuff and we have fun and um I have higher ceilings so I don't have to worry about that. But uh yeah. um but yeah, I mean it's an it's an incredible thing and to even try to put that somewhere else seems yeah. near impossible. Yeah. I mean you'd have to have the perfect storm of, of a place, you know, to figure out yeah. that. Someday I'll have to leave here or be carried out on a stretcher, I don't know what, but I'll you know, someday there's gonna be a big yard sale. Oh gosh! Get rid of a lot of it. I bet there's a, a lot, lot of, of people equipment. that'll be like, "Hey, can you just let me know first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can we come shopping before you open it up to the public?" Yeah, I bet. I bet. So that's incredible. So at age fifty, you move away from um, really the high impact kind of stuff that that was hurting you into a strength re- regime that right. launched you into this side conversation about CrossFit that you ended up plunging into and becoming a lifetime affiliate with. Right. What an amazing right. turn of events. Yeah. You couldn't have planned that better. Just wish I had found it a lot younger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. Uh, often. <laughs> often. Yeah. I wish I got my, my tail in order. That would have been a lot easier than uh, trying to make life change at 30 and now 40 in my life at least. But I can't imagine at 50. My yeah. wife, my wife, and I now our habit now is the two of us try to do the scheduled workout together, just mm-hmm. the, just the two of us. Because in some of Glassman's lectures, he says the coach shouldn't work out with the class. Yeah, you know, you should coach. Sure. And so I, my wife and I, do the workout together, uh, and then I coach the class after mm-hmm. that. Uh, and it's really been a, you know, doing working out with my wife has really been a very marriage strengthening thing yeah i was wondering about really that is. she's she's six years younger than me and she kicks my rear end but <laughs> so is she coachable by you oh yeah oh that's amazing oh yeah but she's she's way fitter than me not just because yeah. 
not just because she's younger. She's just always been a good. She's a good runner and mm-hmm. has really great endurance. Yeah, uh, can do burpees faster than most young people. She's, yeah, she's sixty eight. I mean, she's gosh. She can do pull ups and burpees like nobody's business. Uh huh. Golly, <laughs> one day, one day. I plan on peaking about sixty. That's what. That's my plan. That's what I want to peak. But I'm just trying to hang on. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to hang on as long as I can. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll take a little break and then uh, come right back with the second half. In the meantime, enjoy this little commercial. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need to pick me up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them on the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I know, never, never mind the recording. Should have just kept it going. Um, yeah, I, I often make the mistake, like when we have people on here, um, I would generally ask, like, is there anything off limits? Like when people are especially telling their story, and I know that they've had something in their life, like traumatic or or yeah. changing, um, yeah. that was maybe, that, maybe, that, maybe they were a drug. I mean, I've no, I know CrossFit sure. owners that were, oh yeah, that were drug addicts. Mm-hmm. And and in their turnaround of their life, they found that exercise mm-hmm. uh, in the community, mm-hmm. uh, and so they. I mean, there's a there's a whole organization like in Kauai in Hawaii, yeah, that is that CrossFit supports, CrossFit HQ supports. Oh, neat, yeah, yeah, and it's well, all, there's a it's all about addressing the drug problem in that community. Phoenix, I think, is a group here in the states um, that has several. Uh, I don't know if they're called Phoenix. Phoenix Fitness or whatever, but they're they're basically CrossFit affiliates that are specifically geared towards uh, people with uh, substance abuses. Yeah, um, which yeah. is pretty neat. Um, they involve twelve step process, um, which which is which is good and key. I think um, it's just yeah, it's amazing how people are using that to help people, and, and the community is the best part. Like yeah, and, you know, and th- that's. That's what I've been trained at in my life. In <laughs> my line of work is yeah. is building community, and and so to to come along into different communities and CrossFit is always an amazing thing. I think they do community a lot better than you know churches and other organizations out there, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but I get in trouble when I say that. No, I say no. it a lot though. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> so um, so what's so what's next? <laughs> for uh little little Harpeth CrossFit or you or I mean you you uh well you got another like fifty years left, right? Yeah, you can right. run this thing? What yeah. do you got? I don't know. I'm seventy five, so I don't know. If I if I make it another five years I'll be I'll yeah. be kinda of surprised at that if I can keep if I, if I can keep working out. That's shocking that. you're seventy five to me. I don't know. Yeah. It's shocking. You you do not look seventy five at all. Thank you. Thank you. Right. I'm still I'm still working at, at the hospital and still Yeah. Still doing CrossFit, but no, I I plan to try to do more uh, training older people. Yeah, uh, and I I I think I find that very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you're saying you're doing a class uh, that meets twice a week right. at Wilco now, right? Right. Mondays, Mondays and Fridays. Yeah. Two um, thirty. Right. And, and I'd like to, uh, if and when I do retire, uh, I'd like to do that more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it a you know, I don't charge them to coach, but I, I, yeah, I, I would like to do that f- pretty much full time every day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're passing up a, a lot of money per week. You know, well, not taking that coaching <laughs> fee. Like, that may be like $40 or something. That's yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, Eventually, you could buy a new barbell every couple well, of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just enjoy doing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to see people that are my age uh, do stuff that prolong their, their usefulness and their, mm-hmm. you know, their ability to do what they want to do when they get old. Yeah. Not, not just go sit on the couch. Uh, well, and that's one of the elements in CrossFit that I think is, is something um, that is often not talked about is the mental prowess that it ignites within people. Like um, to, to mentally fight through a lot of the workouts that, that get programmed within CrossFit, it's not just a physical thing. Um, obviously, cardiovascular system gets taxed every time. Um, but it's that mental when you have that 20, 30 minute chipper or Murph coming up, um, you have those, that mile run where you're like, can I quit? Is it okay if I fall in front of this car? Like, how am I going to keep going? And and it's that mental activation that especially our, our seniors or our older, older persons, um, often stop working on their, their, their mental exercises and things like that. Um, because a lot of them decide they're they're done learning, and I've talked a lot about this with with our seniors and stuff with with within my job of continually exercising that muscle just like any other muscle. Like just because you get up and go walk around your your senior living place wherever that is, um, you also need to activate the mind. What are you learning right now? You know, what are you doing to to ignite those synapses or whatever you yeah. know there in the brain to uh, continue to grow and not start dying you know um and crossfit isn't you you're getting both you yeah. know within the community and i think that's fantastic yeah there's a there's a good book uh, spark okay uh, spark is that it takes uh the author takes each phase of a person's life from youth to teenagers to middle age to old age yeah and that's what he says about us old people is is that exercises and and he backs it up with a lot of research uh-huh He's a Harvard psychiatrist. Okay. Spark is an excellent book. Those Harvard people are kind of, kind of yeah, smart. Right. They tend to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> At least they think they are. I don't know. I think they are, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody quotes something from Harvard these yeah. days, it seems like. Yeah. I, I, and it, and it's, it's neglected. And, and I'm glad that uh, I hope you get more of an avenue to, to reach more people with that. Because yeah. um, I think it's one of the things that our, our senior living communities are lacking the most. Um, our, our muscle strength, you know, which is right. going to protect, but also enable, you know, an older person. Um, and we forget that, um, uh, often. And I, and I don't think, honestly, just assume that people just don't know any better, you know, within yeah. those communities. And then, like you said earlier, I mean, they, they look at a CrossFit workout and they're scared to death of it. Yeah. They're intimidated. There's, there's no way they're going to go in a CrossFit gym. Mm. Uh, so I, I think, Definitely, those classes of older people, the sixties and over, older, they need to be separated mm-hmm. from from the the general pool of CrossFitters. Yeah, they need to be separated, and and their workouts, you know, you can scale scale anything, mm-hmm. and just 
uh, you can do the same workout the younger people do, but yeah. you just scale it to where mm-hmm. anybody Absolutely. anybody can do it. Yeah, probably don't have a lot of kipping. Nope. stuff. You <laughs> not, know, and that, not a lot of handstand walks. Not a lot of handstand walks. Yeah. <clears throat> it sounds like it's actually geared towards me and my abilities. Is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just mainly, just make them stronger. Yeah, make them stronger. Yeah, that's the main thing I focus on. Mm-hmm. Just, just plain old squat, deadlift, dumbbell presses overhead, and just make them stronger. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's like I've been told. By, by my father how bad our shoulders are that run in the family and so I intentionally focus on my shoulders and building up the strength around those because they they can be injured you know pretty easily um, especially if you have a lot of weight and you're kipping and you're putting that pressure on there um, but building up the protective uh, muscles around them especially um, I mean I haven't had really hardly any problems um, after being told for my whole life, like, be careful with your shoulders, they're going to go out. You know, I, I remember my grandfather, you know, his shoulders were, were terrible by some point. My dad's shoulders are terrible, and everybody's worried. And I'm like, well, I don't know. But just handling free weights, dumbbells, barbells, just handling mm-hmm. free weights. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, you know, I emphasize getting stronger, but along the way, you will develop flexibility, mm-hmm. coordination, balance mm-hmm. uh, just from using the free weights yeah uh, that you wouldn't get off of a machine no no but you, you'll develop a lot of other things that are important mm-hmm. you know uh, besides the strength yeah because because handling handling a, you know dumbbells overhead you're going to develop some coordination and balance that you, oh yeah you know and you're developing the, the the core group as opposed to just isolating within like your shoulder or your press uh, like machines are, are very limiting very you know um Mono movements, just just very very rigid. Whereas free weights, you gotta you got multi-directionals that yep. that that weight can move and smack you in the face or whatever that you yep. gotta control. Um, I think about it every time I move from a bar. Say a workout is set at like one thirty-five, and then you go, okay, we're gonna do this in, in, with dumbbells instead. Great. I mean, like, what are we gonna use? Like, uh, I don't know, seventy-five pound dumbbells? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> No, it's completely game changer. You drop down to fifty, and you're doing a hundred pounds. But to think about putting a hundred pounds or, or doing a, that workout at ninety five on the bar, you're like, that's preposterous. That wouldn't be anything. But man, you switch to that that dumbbell where you're you have two different arms having to pull their own weight and yep. stabilize, and the the core development that it takes and the tax that it takes on the core is unbelievable. Yep. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, it's mainly with the as far as endurance goes with the older people, I just mainly use the bikes, yeah, and the rowing machine. No, I don't have them do a lot of running. No, no, but just bikes and it's got to be low impact. Do they do like uh, do you do um, like the assault bike type yeah. stuff, or would yeah. you lean towards more like a concept two bike that doesn't have the the arms but still has maybe yeah. the height? And well, most of the gyms have the assault bikes, sure, but we don't. Uh, we we don't go for high wattage like you know like yeah. you, like you young guys do, but just uh, incorporate it into the workout. Mm-hmm. You know, two fifty rows. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's nothing better than a rower, anyways. I mean, I don't as think, far as a yeah. full body workout, yeah. I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So m- moving forward, you're going to try to uh, develop the livelihood of the seniors. As yes. you get into that age and, category more and, and more, and myself, yeah, and yeah, I keep myself in shape and keep try to work with uh, 
with the seniors and keep them in shape. Mm-hmm. But, and that's the whole, I think that's the whole direction CrossFit's going to. Yeah. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. Um, I love that they're contracting out all of the competition stuff to people who want to do that anyways. Yeah. Who are absolutely sold on it and do a great job with it. You know, why not? Yeah. Um, and so with uh, Little Harpeth, how do, how do you see that moving forward in the future? Is it is that something you want to develop or something you just want to see see whatever happens? I mean, is that... Yeah, I, it, we're not going to develop it and yeah. get it bigger. And I, and I don't anticipate um, moving my gym anywhere else or yeah. op- opening an affiliate. I think mm-hmm. I've just... Um, <laughs> let, let this run with my age. And then uh, you know, as I get older and you know, gradually it'll have to be shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll move my activities to some other gym. Yeah. Yeah. You know, working at another gym. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, um, that, I mean, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. I, I don't, you have, you have a barn in your house you know, I mean, like it's not going to last forever. Yeah. Um, Eventually, but, I have to scale back and s- sell this place, and when I do, yeah, there won't be any more little Harpeth CrossFit. Oh man, <laughs> that seems so sad to me. I guess I better come work out here more then, so I can yeah. get a taste of it. <laughs> All right. Well, anything? What else? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like so so when I was a kid I remember I've been thinking a lot about this lately as I turned 40 um, was that you know when I was a kid and my parents turned 40 like they might as well write off life like it was like they're they're dying soon I gotta start living on my own (laughs) like I gotta figure this out Um, but for me in my life like my my journey I feel like has taken off more as I age as opposed to Let's figure out survival on the way out. And, and I heard that within your story uh, of turning 50 and like things changed and muscle development, like everything kind of changed. And, and you, you're still ticking up, in, in, at least from an outside observer. Um, but but you talk currently as if um, that's changing, that's that's shifting, not necessarily in terms of uh, athleticism or that you're you're deciding to give up and like become a recluse and never talk to anybody again but um but it's just th- things are shifting within you is that is that a difficult transition that you're feeling or that you're verbalizing or is that just it's just the way it is i mean it's just just reality i knew i knew you know i i know that i i still have a 300 pound deadlift but i don't i'm yeah. not i'm not going to be striving for a 400 pound deadlift. Yeah. Okay. You know, I just don't think, I don't think my body could stand it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy to maintain. You don't anticipate ever weighing 400 pounds and need no. to pick yourself up. Yeah. That's no. good. I just, <laughs> I, I want to, you know, maintain a strength for my body weight. Yeah. You know, to where I can move my body around good, but I mm-hmm. don't, I don't, you know, it's just the, the reality that I'm not going to, get a lot stronger i mean if like you 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 can keep lifting and lifting at age 40 yeah. and you can get stronger and stronger you might even double your deadlift mm-hmm. but at some point you're going to plateau and go off the other side yeah mine and actually I, just finally increased like within the last year yeah but i think i think i've gone off the other side yeah I, you're, i'm yeah. not i'm not going to get uh I'll add a whole lot to my squat or deadlift without risk really risking hurting myself yeah and i don't want you know, I don't want to get a back injury or something, a hip injury, and have to, if you get injured at 
at an older age, if you get injured at 60, 70 years old, it's gonna, you're going to lose muscle. You're going to uh-huh. uh, get a huge setback that you'll never recover from. Okay. And I just, I'm, I'm just reality that I want to maintain as long as I can yeah, yeah. without having any surgery, mm-hmm. you know, without getting hurt. Have you had any injuries like that that you've had to have surgery? Yeah, just yeah. but there are things that that I think uh, like with running and stuff that happened. Yeah, or? I mean I had knee scopes before I ever started CrossFit. Yeah, you know just from running and shoulder scopes. Uh-huh. Um, but um, you know I had, I had a run of trigger fingers that after I started lifting weight I started and I asked my hand surgeon you know is this was gripping the barbell cause trigger fingers and he said nope you're just you're just a triggerer. He <laughs> said, "You're just a triggerer." So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, you, you'll get injuries, and you'll have to get them fixed if you want to keep doing. If you want to keep being active at sure. anything, yeah. If you if you want to, you know, if you're a carpenter and you had trigger fingers, you'd have to go get them fixed. Yeah, but I don't even know I, what those are. Yeah. I guess they they move but, or something. But I just, you know, I've had some little surgeries, but I just want to keep. I want to keep doing CrossFit or keep being active. Yeah, as long as I can. Sure. And the, and the best way for me to avoid that is not to do anything to get hurt. Right. I mean, when I'm when I'm lifting, if you know, if I have a, having a having a day, and I even I might get to just 250 on a deadlift strength workout, and then I just don't feel like it's the day, I'll stop, back off. You know, yeah. There's no sense in pushing it. Which is still super impressive at 75. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, I'll be 75 this summer. Sheesh. Yeah. So there's two things I want to ask you about. See if you have anything to say about these two things. Yeah. One, um, what is it within you, or did you even consider or think about it at the time, that you feel you were... I got, well, Let me see if I can get there. <clears throat> I assume maybe it came from your running. Like, running is a very individual sport. Like, you go and run. Like, you know. Um, but you launched a workout regime by yourself in your garage like how how in the world do you what is it about you that you feel enabled you to do that like most of us i think um would go yeah that sounds great for about a week but you it launched for for you a platform that led into an affiliate in, in your barn um so would you say you have some kind of drive or did that come naturally? Was it something you learned? Was it something that was difficult for you to, to have that kind you know, of, like, you know, I, I said it was originally, it was physical therapy to get to where my, to where my shoulders and back and knees didn't bother me anymore. And I, I, I saw improvement, you know, not daily, okay, but not daily, but over a, a, the months, I just realized I was getting stronger and had better posture and slept better and ate better. So was the everything. results. Yeah. You, you, you liked the results just, you were getting. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was just gradually getting better. Uh, it was working was easier because I didn't get tired at work. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I, uh, I wanted to keep that up as long as, as long as I could. And I, yeah. and I, I really enjoyed, I, I enjoyed my workouts. Mm-hmm. I really did, even when they were by myself. But then when I started working out with people, it was 10 times more fun. Yeah. A lot more fun. It was it was like a party, workout, yeah. <laughs> workout party. Uh-huh. Uh, Friends come over? Yeah. Do some things? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've jokingly said that my workouts down there at the barn are, are like a workout birthday party. Every one of them, we try to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Try to have fun. Try to make something out of it that is 
not just competitive and doggy, you know, cutthroat, kill each other, mm-hmm. uh, but supportive and fun. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that as long as I can. And it, yeah. uh, it'll, it'll be some major illness or injury that stops me. Oh, that's something to look forward to. That's like great. a big stroke. I love how you just keep throwing yeah. that out. It's probably going to be something yeah. completely debilitating. Well, yeah. big, big stroke or heart attack. That's what, that's what happens. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'm always fascinated of what drives people. Like D-Rob was on here uh, a little while back, and he was talking about how he's just naturally like that. His mother's one of my... Oh, yeah? Diane. That's awesome. Pretty sure. Well, he, You're talking he, about the same guy. Yeah, he's yeah. very self-driven. Yeah. Very very much so, like, you know, that's why he's, you know, the nomad, um, CrossFit nomad, because he can do anything, anywhere, and he's just driven to do that. Um, I think that's super rare. Um, for me, I... I work out in the morning, I think largely, in all honesty, is out of habit. It's because I'm such a routine person, I can't not do it. But then my, like, night workouts where, like, people will come over to my house and we'll work out and and do some things, um, there are more times than not that I would not do it if they weren't coming over. You know, that drive becomes a, a community that I have to have come over and there's been several times where I'm like, I should just cancel tonight, you know, because I'm tired and the girls are making me angry. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they're already coming over. I better not. And, um, and so I'm always fascinated that people somehow have this drive within them or whatever their thing where yours was results driven, which, which was great. Um, and that, that, that moved you forward from your garage. I mean, I think that's, that's an incredible thing. Um, that I, I, I think a lot of us assume that people are just naturally persons who just do, um, are self-driven enough to do that. And, and that's just not the case. You know, those are few yeah. and far between um, where people get attracted to the community. People get attracted to the results. But then also, like, once you start achieving those results, like I, I've, I've achieved a lot of results um, but then at some point you're like, eh, you know, I can slough off a little bit here. And then that kind of steam rolls down if you don't have that community around you. Yeah. Did, did you experience any of that where, where you were like, ah, I'm kind of tired of doing this pace, but then, um, where did the community kind of aspect come into it for you where you started having friends over? Was that just out because you had it going on and you were like, come on over. Cause that's, that's kind of like what, what it sounded like in your story. But like, was there any of that, that was, um, it's nice to have that accountability or, or people around you at all. Uh, I just, I just enjoyed, I don't know. I just enjoyed the party aspect of it. Yeah. Just ha- okay. having, having a group of people that we all just, um, enjoyed the workout. And then like, you, like you know, we, we would hang around afterwards. Some guys, would, yeah. some guys would keep cold beer down there and nice. And, uh, Thursday nights we have wine tastings <laughs> after the workout. <laughs> I, that, uh, but it, uh, it's it's just part of my life. Yeah, and I wouldn't. I don't want to change it. I wouldn't change it. We have some people that do uh, Yeti Friday sometimes, where <laughs> after the Friday night, Friday afternoon classes, yeah. there's a Yeti full of uh, full of beer of some kind in there. Um, the second thing I wanted to to ask you just <clears throat> a little bit more about is your acceptance into your future. I, I feel like a lot of people fight that. And I feel like a lot of people who I've had conversations with um, are discouraged about growing older, are very negative about growing older. Why or how are 
you so accepting of it? Why, why does it just go, ah, you know, I'll probably have a heart attack or a seizure, you know, like whatever it is. Like, like you, you seem very great and seem wonderful about it. Well, that's, that's just, that's just life. I mean, everybody, yeah. everybody grows old and dies. Everybody does. And I know that, you know, that, that, uh, my ability to work out is, is, uh, there's only so many days left. Okay. That I'm going to be able to work out. And you're good with that. And I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. fine with that. But I want to push that date, that last workout, <laughs> out in the future as far as possible. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, w- I want to be 100 years old and be doing CrossFit. But I, you know, I don't know. I may have that cancer growing in me right now and don't know it. Yeah. And I, I mean, being in medicine, I just know that. Yeah. I mean, I, I see people that I know, patients and coworkers. Mm-hmm. That are going along fine, and then the next thing you know, they're they're gone. They're not. They're yeah. gone. I've, I've the, the of the original twelve doctors that I joined when I came to Nashville in 1981. There's very few of them. The, the original really? the original anesthesia group. Okay. Very few of them still around, and none of them are as fit as I am. Not to brag. Yeah. But none of them are as still working and as fit as I am. Hmm. Um, and I, you know, well, the medical community is not a super healthy community, at least in my experience. Like I'm in a lot of hospitals a lot yeah. and the doctors that seem fit and healthy are seem few and far between in, in what there's, I see. There's not, they're not, I, w- I wouldn't say that there's very many of them that are obese. I mean, there's some a little overweight, Yeah, but there's, I don't, I, it used to be there were quite a few of them overweight and quite a few smoked. Yeah, when I first started in medicine, quite—I mean, we had sure. we had cigarette machines in the doctor's lounge. Yeah, yeah. But, but now they're well. Only, they had like doctor's approvals on cigarettes at, at some yeah, point during yeah. you know campaigns. But now there's no you know I rarely see a doctor that smokes. Yeah, um, and there are far more doctors that work out now than mm-hmm. there were when I started. Yeah, far more. What's but, weird is that I've even noticed. But you're right. They they do not between hospitals between the diet and exercise. They they they're mm-hmm. not they're not as interested in it as they should be. Yeah. And that's where Mr. Glassman and his MD level ones. Yeah. I think is going to have an impact. Which is incredible. I mean, you've been a part of all that that kind of stuff. Well, he you know he says there's t- over twenty thousand doctors who do CrossFit, uh, and he wants to get them all level one. Um, that's going to take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, um, I, just, I think that's a tremendous grassroots movement to get what, doctors interested in. Do you know what that's out of twenty thousand? He is an estimate how many people are at a box and how right. many. How many but boxes. I mean, how, do we know how many doctors oh, total doctors out of the yeah. whole population that would be? Is like is that a, a third of the population? Is that a, a tenth? I mean, I think it's like a tenth. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea. Um, yeah. I know hospitals are big estimates. and they have a lot of doctors, but yeah. I don't know, you know. He estimates that number based on the number of when when they poll CrossFit gyms, how many how many cross how many crossfitting doctors are in your gym. Okay. And then they just do sure. the math. It's a very rough estimate. Mm-hmm. Twenty thousand is a number that he throws around a lot. Yeah. 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 I'm I mean I'm sure it's probably pretty accurate knowing him. He doesn't say much that he feels is not pretty close to accurate. Yeah. Um that's great. Do you so where do you where have you seen CrossFit moving in that department? Where where have you seen the progression? Do you do you see it doing something significant in the near future with that? Or? I th- I think that uh, just watching the 
the doctor. I've been to a lot of these level one, MD mm-hmm. level ones. They're mostly very young doctors, residents, or people just out of the residency. Mm, that's great. And, yeah. and, and I just think that uh, it'll be very, very important to have doctors that are more interested in mm-hmm. teaching their, their patients uh, the values of doc, of diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. Doctors don't take much, enough time talking to patients. Yeah, they just don't. They don't have the time. They don't have the time, and they don't take the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this new generation will. Yeah, they really well, they're will. They're so busy. Yeah, like it, it's it's overwhelming. Um, just taking my girls to like the pediatrics offices. I mean, they already have a full caseload when we go there. Yeah, they got to see. 50, Hard 60, if you talk to these guys, like a pediatrician, yeah. they have to see 80 patients a day, some of them, yeah. to make money. That's to, unbelievable. To make an income. Yeah. And, and, you know, how can you possibly spend enough time no. with anybody? You can't. Well, it, and just the fact that there's that many people to see. Yeah. You know, um, you know, hospitals are adding on all the time for more and more patients and people. And I just, I mean, it's overwhelming the amount that one person has to be in charge of and keep track of and, um, you know, nurses or even retirement places that have nurses on staff that are in charge of a lot of people, like will be in charge of a whole wing of people. And you're like, how do you even keep up with, uh, with all this? It's unbelievable. Um, and, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. I think with our community, you know, that, that, uh, are, are choosing a, easier route maybe as opposed to a fitness fitness and life-changing route um that that so many of us have have benefited from you know in our in our lives Um, if you're overweight give them a pill or give them a surgery give them bariatric surgery yeah yeah it's easier and you make more money and do it quicker than (laughs) than trying to take them to a gym Mm -hmm. but taking them to a gym is a far better thing to do yeah far better thing to do there was a couple of doctors on the crossfit podcast uh not long ago that were that are that are gym owners that uh part of it is taking or at least they're they're coaches in a gym one of those i don't remember exactly um i think they have buy-in to it but part of it is they they bring their patients to the gym um who you know recently get type 2 diabetes uh results and And all of a sudden, they're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Part of your treatment and part of your prescription is CrossFit, and here's That's where you go and do exactly what Mr. Glassman wants to do. Is yeah. Have doctors, for a fact, have doctors write on a prescription pad CrossFit. Yeah. And it's not for his profit. Yeah. It's not for his profit. It's for their own good. Do you think, and this just popped in my head, you may have zero you know, idea whatsoever, but like, what are, what are the odds that one day we would see CrossFit uh, boxes or affiliates popping up within um, the medical community, like hospitals or, uh, you know, uh, doctor's offices even that yeah. go, all right, we have an issue, pediatric offices, and we're going to designate a CrossFit box within that or, or workout in place. And so when kids are coming in overweight, here's what I want you to do. Three days a week, I want you to come to this kids program. They're doing brand X or whatever, um, coaches and they start investing in that, which ultimately I I feel is, is a pretty low buy-in for the, uh, the turnaround that they could see within patients and and stuff. Right. 
I, I don't. I can't remember the the hospitals where I have read where this has happened, but I have really. Read, so it is happening. I have read of hospitals that actually have a CrossFit gym on their property or in their building. Yeah. Um, and because businesses I are doing it a lot. I don't want. I don't want to name names, but I I know some uh, some very big name CrossFit doctors. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not CrossFit, but orthopedic surgeons. Okay. Uh, that have a gym no uh, kidding yeah the the guy that's like the main games orthopedic surgeon mm-hmm. I don't want to name his name he yeah. probably wouldn't appreciate it but uh, he his his wife is a doctor and okay. she quit doctoring and runs a gym huh. <laughs> you know uh, and I mean he's that, that that's that's his, I think one of his main interests yeah is is are people doing that here in middle Tennessee anywhere not exactly that. I don't need you to name anybody, yeah. but I'm just and, curious. Like, no, not. I mean, that's what I'm doing. But, yeah. But uh, because I, I think I help people more doing CrossFit than I do certainly putting them to sleep. I'm an anesthesiologist. Oh yeah. And that, yeah. I, you know, I'm taking care of people uh, when they've already gotten their, when they already need knee surgery or back surgery. That's kind of too late. I should, sure. I should have got them 20 years earlier. Yeah. If I wanted to really help their. But if you have your primary physician, you come in and go, you know, I'm just having some knee issue, like tweaking that's going on, who you know, probably, most likely, if that continues to be a a thing a couple years from now, and now that's going to involve surgery, that could go, hey, why don't we start developing your knee muscle, your your knee joint? Are you uh, experiencing any full range of motion with it? Are you doing things that involve that knee joint actually moving all the ways that that it could? Well, now I kind of sit up and you know. I know, I know, a, I know a, several orthopedic surgeons here in Nashville that, huh. are, that are big into CrossFit. Uh, wow. I got a guy here that comes to my gym that until recently was the chairman at Vanderbilt. Yeah, in orthopedics, and he's been coming to work out with me oh for five or six years. See, like and, this, and his wife and his kids. I feel like this needs know. to be somewhere like that people know about it. Like with it, especially even within the CrossFit community, you know, if you knew that, like I, I go to a chiropractor who CrossFits because yeah. he CrossFits, you know, he knows what I'm doing with my body. He knows what I'm asking for and demands of it. And what I, what happened if I tweak it and I say, Hey, I was yeah. doing, you know, uh, lateral box jump overs. And he yeah. goes, Oh, okay. I know what you, exactly what you're doing. You know, um, I figured that would be a, a benefit. Well, but Glassman has, I've heard him say he wants to have an app. Yeah, where you pick up your phone and you hit an app, hit a button. Yeah, that's the and good. and you can find a doctor, a crossfitting doctor, uh-huh. in your area that will take care of your problem. That's great. And yeah, and amongst us crossfitters, we refer people. Like, I think I told you earlier that my daughter goes to a crossfitting OBGYN doctor. Yeah, you know, yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't want her to go to anybody else. No, you know. But yeah. we we want to go to people who. Are sympathetic to what mm-hmm. we want to our lifestyle, mm-hmm. to our lifestyle, and that aren't going to say, "Hey, well, you just need to quit squatting, or you need yeah. to quit deadlifting, or take you know? these pills." Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I don't even like taking my allergy medication um, as a as a native Tennessean, you know. But like, yeah. I hate, I resent my body that I have to take that even. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, the last thing I want to do is go and get any other medication. Like, I don't like taking ibuprofen. I don't like. I try to not do any of that stuff. Not because I'm anti drug, um, because I think 
you know, drugs have done great things for me over the, over the years when I've gotten sick. Um, but just like, I just, you know, if I can do it any other way, I'd like to not do it, you know, that way. But, um, see, I, I, I yeah, the, the publicity or at least getting the word out, I think would be huge. Um, but man, that, that'd be something I would just want to be a part of, you know, yeah. to just, to invest my, my money that I have to pay a, a doctor or anybody else in, in a place that's revolutionizing people's lives, you know, that have CrossFit boxes like, hey, you need to go and do this three times a week, yeah. you know, as a prescription. I think, I think that's incredible. Well, CrossFit is, that's their, their direction right now from the top is to try to get more and more and more doctors doing CrossFit. But, I, you know, I'm frustrated myself with how slow it's going. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're only, uh, you know, at, at, current numbers of people that they're getting their level ones mm-hmm. there's, there's like 600 a year okay and I've, I told Mr. Glassman that's going to take you 20 years to get anywhere near all the people that you want to get certified yeah which uh, is- so I don't know if they're going to change how they're doing it or, or mm-hmm. what but um, I, w- I would like to see every every doctor at mm-hmm. least know about CrossFit and the benefits of CrossFit and to not think that it's uh Something that I mean, a lot of them. If the first thing you mentioned to to, to doctors in the doctors' lounge is that oh, that that's what causes all those injuries, you know. And I don't know where they get that. No, you know, I really don't. Um, I've I've had people that get really really angry when that's brought up. Yeah, and they they talk about statistics, especially with teenagers. Um, I worked with teenagers for like twenty years, and so <clears throat> I, seeing teenagers that with knee braces and all kinds of stuff from the sports that they're playing. Um, because of people, coaches who just don't know any better, but proper muscle development to, to once again, help protect them, you know, from, from the injuries they're, they're getting, um, from basically, you know, burnout and overuse yet underutilized joints. Does that make sense? You know, um, but I think that's incredible. That's very exciting to me. You know, I would love to see a CrossFit box in like every hospital that we have here <laughs> in Nashville. Yep. That'd be awesome. Um, I don't know how that makes that how that happens, but I'm sure somebody smarter than me could make that happen. Um, but yeah, that, that's incredible. I love that. Anything else that any kind of nuggets you've you've gotten from all the <laughs> the doctor stuff that that you're excited about that you see CrossFit doing? Not really. I just uh, you know I just want to get older people not to be afraid. To try CrossFit, sure, uh, and and to st- stick with it, and yeah, get, and get stronger and uh, extend their active lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. it's not, especially for an older population, is not immediate results. Like it's, a lot of CrossFitters who start, yeah, will see explosive results yeah. um, from just the activity, but but it yeah, takes it's, it's slower, a lot longer, right? Slower, and and they have to stick with it. Can't give up. Uh, and I think the gyms should charge a lot less. Sure. Yeah, because you have fixed income. Right. You, you have people yep. that, that have minimal income at this point. Yeah. But uh, there's an awful lot of these old people out there that aren't, aren't doing anything, and they, yeah. you know, it would be really good for them to get in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can choose, uh, what, showing up and doing some squats to a box or squats to a med ball. Yeah. Or you can start picking out your next uh, rolling wheelchair. Or, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. that's the way I kind of think about it. At least, yeah, that, those spots give me enough determination 
you know, to, to think about investing in my, in my future, I think. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, I think uh, that all that you've contributed to in your life, <clears throat> all the boxes that have birthed from Little Harpeth <laughs> yeah. is pretty incredible. And, and the people that you've impacted along the way, um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have you a part of their story of, man, life change happened because this guy has this <laughs> CrossFit box in his backyard and let me yeah. come experience it. Yeah. Thank that's, you. A, that's a pretty incredible thing. And uh, I'm very, very grateful for your time and uh, being on the podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.